Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, boy is it good, is from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which everyone knows. It's the chili capital of the world. My friends, you and I are deeply involved in the Hatch Valley chili business because we are the end users of the very delicious chili products. All these people grow and harvest what we use for cooking and eating. We, you and I, are at the end of the agricultural researching, the planting, the growing, the harvesting, and then the processing of that harvest at the Fresh Chili Company. We twist the lid on a jar of that great chili and enjoy all the work of those people who made the taste possible. Now we have an important role that we must take seriously. If today, Friday, January 12, 2024, you drive by the Hatch chili fields, well, there's not much going on right now. Six months ago, it was a booming time with chili peppers being picked and transported to the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, the production facility where the chili was roasted and processed into 16-ounce jars so that you can have fresh chili that taste when you open the jar. So what role do we have? We are the end users of the agricultural researchers and the commercial farmers. We must arm the growers with what we like the best out of the 2023 Hatch Valley chili crop. I know that the chili farmers are planning what to do for 2024. Been doing it for probably a month and they're thinking about it. Researchers and farmers have been planning the next crop at this time of the year for a hundred years. I'll talk about that in a little bit. We have an important role, so I'll go first. For me, out of the various 2023 Hatch Valley chili offerings, one product line stood out, again, for me, not for everybody. While all the Hatch Valley chili I ate this year, and I definitely ate a bunch of it, it was good. It was the 2023 Veritol Big Jim Chili line that I enjoyed the most. There were four kinds. There's green, red, and then a blend of green and red and red enchilada sauce, four of them. The Big Jim Red and Green Blend was my absolute favorite. Words fail me to be able to tell you how great I felt it is. It's out of stock since lots of people bought it up and Yes, I have a couple of jars of red and green Big Jim on the pantry shelf, but it won't last until the next harvest. But gosh, it was so good. So I want the chili farmers for 2024 to grow more of the Big Jim red and green so that next year at this time, it's still in stock. That's what I have to tell them, that the 2024 Hatch Valley chili growing season, when it's ready to start, the farmers need to hear from me what I liked the most. Now, you may have one of those that you really liked. Your voice can be heard about what you like best about the Hatch Valley Chili Peppers. You can send to me via email, michael at freshchilico.com. Run it all together, michael at freshchilico.com. You can tell me what your favorite Hatch Valley Chili is. Also tell me if you like red or green or red and green best. Now, with Big Jim, it comes with one heat level, which is my favorite, medium. 
Mild doesn't quite have enough bite for me, and extra hot's just a little too much. I've been here most of my life, but that's what my my tastes really like. It's medium or hot, and I like them both. I've lived here most of my life. I'm sure each of you have a preferred heat level, the taste heat. Let me know what that is so I can pass that along also. Send me your thoughts, please. Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Which chili, red, green, or blend, and your preferred heat level? Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company. Hit subscribe if you'd like to automatically get these. Since I was talking about planning for the coming uh, chili season, let's go back in time. Let's go back in the history and look at this phenomenon, planning, when it first happened here in southern New Mexico. It involves someone considered the inspiration for chili research and production in southern New Mexico. He was Fabian Garcia. His name at New Mexico State University in Las Cruces is on a couple of buildings and also at the Plant Research Center just west of campus. He was in the first graduating class of what's now New Mexico State University in 1894. He grew up in the Mesilla Valley working with orchards, dealing with crops that are for sale and fruit pests and things like that. Fabian Garcia was always interested in growing plants, so after his graduation from the college here, he attended Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, where he received a Master's of Science degree specializing in horticulture. In 1906, he returned to his beloved Mesilla Valley and became a professor of horticulture, which he remained at until his retirement in 1945. Now, in 1913, in addition to his duties as a professor of horticulture, he also became the director of the State Agricultural Experiment Station, which allowed him the research ability which he is best remembered for today. The researchers at the Agricultural Experiment Station in Las Cruces worked with several crops of commercial value, such as pecans, cotton, onions, and chili. Which plant varieties produced the best commercial crop was a top priority. Now, they were looking at chili peppers since in Mexico and New Mexico, chili peppers are highly prized and they turn good food into great food. They certainly do in my kitchen, that's for sure. Uh, the Mesilla Valley chili peppers at that time, turn of the century, about 1900, 1910, they were very tasty, very tasty, and they were enjoyed by the locals. Boy, they really liked them, but now they, you knew there was going to be something wrong. Well, these chilies that had been eaten for hundreds of years in our area, they had too much capsaicin. That's what makes chili hot, and therefore they were too hot to the taste for newcomers. So we were having a lot of people move to the Mesilla Valley in southern New Mexico, but when you serve them the, the normal chilies, they were too hot. And that was one of four issues for the researchers in 1913. Like I said, tell, tell the researchers and growers what you need now. Well, back then, they were told there were four issues to research. Fabian Garcia. So I talked about telling the, the, the 2023 chili crop, what you liked about it, what do you want for 2024? That conversation with Fabian Garcia researchers in 1930 focused on four problems. Now, first and foremost, it was to have a chili pepper that was 
not quite as hot to the taste so that newcomers coming here could eat it. Still be tasty so that everybody liked it, but not quite so hot. Second, it was to get the chili peppers that to have them not be so crooked so they could be packed in cans to ship easier. Third was to get the chili peppers all ready to be picked at nearly the same time because if they all of a sudden spent a lot of time waiting to ripen while others had already ripened, then there was a problem there. And the fourth, which actually they've spent all of the last hundred and some odd years to resist pests and viruses, viruses like chili wilt. Well, that's what the researchers were working on. So the researchers and Fabian Garcia came up with New Mexico 9. That was the first one. Uh, they combined a couple of local chili peppers with a Peruvian pepper to create a milder, straighter, better ripening pepper. It was a commercial hit. And if you look at the 2023 Hatch Valley Chili Harvest, the research done over the last 100 years, and it's done every year all the time, uh, it's still working, and we enjoyed the product of that last year. Another example that you may have heard about, in 1975, Dr. Roy Nakayama, one of the real leaders of uh, the research into chili and other things, uh, he released Big Jim Chili, which had the world's largest pepper pods, as was attested to by the Guinness Book of World Records in 1975. These chili peppers had a number of things. They were great tasting and were just the right size for chili rellenos. And again, as I told you, I really like Big Jim chili. Dr. Nakayama named chili for a friend he worked with who had died suddenly. It was a tribute to Jim Lytle. But Big Jim is my favorite, and it started in 1975 from all that research. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. You can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Let's do a little more history. This week was the 112th anniversary of New Mexico statehood. And there's an unusual story about it that nobody else I know is talking about. The first elected governor of New Mexico was William Calhoun McDonald, the owner of the large Bar W Ranch just outside Carrizoza, New Mexico. The 19th and final territorial governor of New Mexico was William Mills, who had served three terms as the Chief Justice of the Territorial Supreme Court in New Mexico. He took office as the territorial governor March 1, 1910. But here's the strange story of New Mexico going from a territory to a state. The first elected governor of the great state of New Mexico was elected November 7, 1911. He was set to take office when New Mexico became a state. President William Howard Taft sat at his desk in the Oval Office, there's pictures of it, at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday, January 6, 1912, a cluster of onlookers watched him sign Proclamation 1175 admitting New Mexico to the Union. Now, this is interesting. When the President of the United States, William Howard Taft, signed Proclamation 1175 at 11.30 a.m. January 6, 1912, New Mexico at that moment became a state. Territorial Governor William Mills was no longer the territorial governor because the territory of New Mexico no longer existed. Governor-elect 
William McDonald, on January 6th, was at his Bar W Ranch just outside Carrizozo. He was scheduled to be sworn into office as the first elected governor Monday, January 15th, 1912, and he was. So from Saturday, January 6th, 1912, to Monday, January 15th, 1912, there was no governor in New Mexico. Luckily, nothing requiring the firm hand of a governor occurred, but that's kind of an interesting thing. We did pretty good with nobody sitting in the governor's chair. In this podcast, I've been talking about letting the chili farmers know what to plant for this next year for the 2024 harvest. There's another thing you can do. You can go to the Fresh Chili Company website, freshchilico.com, run it all together, freshchilico.com, and you can pre-order your 2024 chili. If you know exactly what you like, that's the thing to do so that when it's ready, you'll already have your chili and they'll get it right to you. I'm doing that with Big Jim Red and Green Blend. That's my thing, and I'm going to get a couple of cases of it because I like it so much and I only have a couple jars left. And it's hard for me to decide, well, I guess I'm going to use it now because I think, oh, but, you know, we have cold weather. I need a little more of this. And uh, I want enough for an entire year, so that will be my pre-order. You can do that, too, if you want. Now, the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces sponsors these podcasts. We have uh, interesting, uh, enchanting stories, and we also have Enchanting People. It's an honor to talk about the innovation of chili salsa and other great tasty products with these podcasts. You can look at what they have if you just go straight to freshchilico.com and scroll down. You're going to find they have a group of people sharing their recipes. You can join the Fresh Chili Cooking Facebook group where members have shared thousands upon thousands of recipes featuring Hatch Chili products. Right now, there's about 27,000 members of the group. I'm a member and have posted something tasty. You can do that too. It's a Facebook thing for the Fresh Chili Cooking Facebook group. One thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces or they're here visiting, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A. That's in Las Cruces. It's open from Monday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come by the Fresh Chili Company gift shop. You will really like what you see. This is Michael Swickard, Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you'd like me to talk about, write to me, michael at freshchilico.com, michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better, as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.